Hi there, and thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. We find out how bottles aren't the only thing green at the Heineken Brewery, and we hear the reasons why Black Bee Investments decided to invest in Cork Camogie. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. It is an institution in Cork. It has had a few names over the years, but now it is the premier brewing presence right in the heart of Cork City Centre. And Heineken Ireland has decided to become a champion for green energy and all things that are good for the environment. And to tell me all about their sustainability programme, I'm delighted to be joined in studio by the Communications and Sustainability Manager for Heineken Ireland, Barbara Ann Richardson. Barbara Ann, how are you? And thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan, very much for having me and I'm good. Thank you. Good mm-hmm. to hear it. Uh, look, Heineken, a huge product. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows all the other products in the suite. But it, this is more about what's going on behind the scenes to prove that Heineken is as green as the bottles that it produces. So w- what have you been doing? Wow, that's that's a big question. Where to start? I guess, look, we know that sustainability and people's interest in the environment has peaked significantly over the last number of years but when you look to Heineken and their credentials in the CSR and sustainability space I I nod to the Brew a Better World strategy it's a programme that they've had in place now for 10 years and it looks at all aspects of sustainability from the the people um, in terms of advocating responsible consumption promoting health and safety planet Water and carbon being two really focus areas and prosperity. So working very closely across community groups and sourcing sustainably. So that's a really, really comprehensive global approach, but that each operational unit, so Heineken Ireland being one of those opcos, delivers upon. Now, when you think about it, you don't have to do any of this. I mean, theoretically, you can be as dirty and plough on as you like, but that's not the way the company has approached it. So let's go into the detail here. You have a lot of trucks on the road. You've got a lot of vehicles milling around the site and you've been working hard to reduce the carbon dioxide emissions from them. What have you done to the vehicles? Mm. So there's been a number of measures taken. So in terms of the distribution trucks, the capacity levels of those trucks have been increased. As a result, that's reduced the number of journeys that they needed to take. And that took about 19% of the CO2 emissions out. One of the really um, recent ones is where telematics um, has been put into all of the cars that are used by Heineken staff. What's a telematics now? So a telematic is a, it's pretty much kind of like a monitor that's on your car system. And that looks at everything from driver behaviour um, right through to fuel being used. And as a result, you can then monitor the CO2 emissions from that. And you can you can moderate your behaviour as a result oh, so to, to reduce it down. Yeah. And even down to the forklifts, the forklifts changed. Yeah, the, the forklifts was a big one. So that was a significant step. So all of the forklifts now at the brewery site here, headquartered in Cork, are now electric forklifts. And that's had a couple of different... So I've mentioned the six kind of, I suppose, guiding principles that we have for our sustainability strategy. And what the electric forklifts have done is not only reduced CO2 emissions, because they're um, non-existent from the electric forklift. They have also helped to increase significantly the health and safety measures. They were designed, bespokely designed for Heineken. So the Heineken supply chain team and, and logistics team would have worked really closely with the supplier 
Okay, so in other words, they are good for the environment and good for the team who are using them. Absolutely. Green energy is, is very significant. You, you've committed to what? Is it 100% of the energy you use is coming from renewable sources? And there's yes. not many companies around the country who can claim that. No, and I suppose if I layer onto that, we that energy is also sourced locally here in Ireland. So it is from an Irish wind farm. So it's certified as being a locally powered source. Okay, so in other words, 100% energy. And then even more importantly, you changed all the lights. That was, it must have taken you ages to change all the bulbs. <laughs> well, I can't claim that I was personally changing light bulbs. But yes, 100% of the light bulbs now on site are LED lights. And that has had a significant impact. About 400,000 kilowatts of electricity, which would, to kind of equate that out, that would power 45 homes for a year. So if you just think of the significant impact that that's made. And I guess just to build on that as a project, that um, also helped in terms of you know visibility in the site. So it was a whole project around making the site as safe and as secure for our people as possible. Now, the, the Ladies' Well Brewery, where Heineken is, has been mm-hmm. on the go for what? Over 160 years. So it has seen... years. It has seen revolution. It has seen war. It has seen crisis. But obviously this is a crisis that you weren't willing to stand still on and Heineken chose to be a corporate leader here. Why Why did they do that? Why are you telling everybody now that you have taken this approach? Uh, is it to encourage others to do something similar? I, I would say it didn't start out like that. I think it's very much come from the essence of the need to be a responsible business. So we all know businesses, corporate profit is important, but in order to be sustainable and here as a business in another 160 years, you've got to think ahead about what the impacts that you as a business are going to make to be sustainable and please God to still be operating out of the beautiful Ladies' Well Brewery in, a hun- in another 160 years. You see, the great thing about Heineken, and I've said this to you before, is that you know the days that you're brewing because you get that lovely smell <laughs> as the hops are roasted and mm. it is, it, it's a very nice smell and you know, you're kind of guessing which product it is. It's, I always have a little <laughs> bit of fun with that. But the one thing I can't get my head around at all, Barbara Ann Richardson, and I hope that you're able to explain this to me, is how can you use less water to make the same <laughs> amount of beer? Efficiency. Efficiency. So the g- you're not taking any out of my can now, are you? The can is no, still the, the product, 500 mils. I can safely tell you that the product quality is paramount to the team um, at the brewery and they work extremely hard at that. So basically they, they look at the entire production process and anywhere where efficiencies and savings of water and power can be made, they will go after it. So yeah, it's just about being efficient. How do you measure this then? How do you work out how well you're doing in terms of your sustainability in Heineken? So KPIs are important, as with any nature of the business, and sustainability is no different. In fact, we actually measure on a quarterly basis um, through global against the Brew a Better World, six pillars that I mentioned. And so, so how are you doing? Yeah, good. So, you know, just recently we launched our 2018 sustainability report and I'm delighted to say that for the vast majority of those trackers, we're actually ahead of our 2020 targets and now we're really starting to look beyond to 2030. And how have the staff taken to all of this? I mean, it's a bit of a change, not a huge amount, I'd imagine, but is, 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 is it something that they've embraced? Absolutely. And in fact, on site, we're working with our um, facilities company to reduce the levels of plastics and packaging and increase our own carbon footprint in terms of recycling in the office. So there is change. There's change right across the business. Um, And it's as much about coming to the business 
as our own people and, and where we can make the changes and then working together as a team on some of those larger impacts. Mm. That well, it, it's, it's the little things that make a huge difference and uh, it yeah. sounds like you're doing all the right things uh, in Heineken. So next time uh, that we crack open a can of whatever came out uh, of the Ladies' Well Brewery, we know that it's a little greener than it would have been a couple of years ago. If people want to find out more, they can go to the Twitter page of Heineken Ireland, which is at Heineken, i.e. underscore news, or the hashtag is Green Stories. Uh, Barbara Ann Richardson, Communications and Sustainability Manager with Heineken Ireland. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. It is the time of the year where we look to success and no better place for Cork in recent times than in the world of Camogie. And my next two guests have come together to form a synergy that will hopefully help lift Cork Camogie to a new level. I'm joined by David O'Shea, who is the CEO of Black Bee Investments. And we've got... Marion McCarthy, who is the treasurer of Cork Camogie. Marion, first of all, how are you? You're welcome to Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, now, you're the treasurer, so you look after the business end. So you are fully equipped to answer all of the difficult, tricky business questions, are you? Well, I hope so. <laughs> you um, have been involved in Cork Camogie for how long? Oh, I've been involved for many, many years, I'd say. Too, too many to mention. And throughout that time, you've enjoyed tremendous success. So are you claiming all of that success yourself? Well, I suppose it's a, it's a team effort, really, apart from the girls who go on the pitch first and, and, and are successful. We also have a very hard-working board behind us. Um, now, this year you have a new sponsor who is Black Bee, and we'll come to David in just a minute, but sponsorship is hugely important, isn't it? Because you have to pay the bills at the end of the day. It is an amateur sport, but still there are, there are costs. It's huge, of course, and um, sponsorship allows us to look after the girls, to give them proper faci- uh, training facilities travel, pay for their gear, etc. And at the same time, it avoids the stress for the board of wondering where the money is going to come to at the end of the year. So as you say, apart from the financial end of it, it's also fantastic that a, a company like Black Bee have come on board to support the girls and acknowledge the success of our teams over the past number of years. Well, the name has started to appear on the jerseys already and people have already started to realise and ask questions about what Black Bee is. So, David, uh, tell us a little bit about why Black Bee Investments decided to get involved with Cork Camogie. Yeah, hi, Jonathan. First of all, I'd say it's the right thing to do, OK? So, uh, Black Bee Investments um, is a Cork-based investment firm. Uh, we've been active four years, but uh, the genesis of how we set the firm up, part of it was focused on how we could interact with the local communities. And the best ways we can see to interact with local communities is to establish like um, a, a focus on art and sports. And we're better in Cork, uh, which is such a sporting mad uh, county, than to, to focus on GA. And if you look at if you look at what uh, Marion and her team have achieved uh, in in the Camogie space, they are arguably the most successful sports team in Ireland. Okay, so that that that's uh, that's quite an impressive. Um, um, impressive accolade for the Cork Camogie team and for Blackbee, uh, an investment firm, um, that's, that's a, it's an honour for us to actually be associated with them. Now, you've been involved for a couple of weeks uh, already, mm. uh, but what was it like to see the team running out with the Blackbee name on them? Because I always wonder from yeah. a sponsor's point of view, how that feels when you actually yeah. see the brand out there yeah. and, and you realise, well, actually, do you know what? We are doing something. Yeah, I think for all of us at Blackbee, right, it, was a hu- it was actually a huge honour um, and to see, you know, and already uh, the Cork Camogie team have racked up a number of successes in terms of All-Ireland titles on the minor side and also a lot of, of monster success. But what it, what it really meant, and I mean, you know, for a lot of firms out there, what I'd say is this, I mean, internally, 
creating a good you know cultural internal is one of the biggest challenges for any business no matter what you're involved in and when on a monday morning you come back in and you see your staff excited about the fact that the car team have added another title and the fact that the name of um, the company has been on their jersey that they followed them on tr- twitter they've seen the press they've watched them on tv it's 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 an unbelievable uh, feeling inside in a firm and in terms of the um, you know how it how it works in terms of encouraging the you know a strong positive culture and engagement with uh, local community and so on. It's a fa- it's a fabulous feeling. Now let let me say something, Jonathan. I suppose something. I'm a Waterford man. I, well, I was right? just about okay. to raise that. So, actually, um, you're not a Cork man, so you're not. Okay, so I'm a Waterford man. I, I've married uh, I'm married a Cork woman, but I have to say I can't wait to see my two girls in a uh, car Camogie jersey and i think here's the thing i have two young girls and um you know they have to have role models and uh, i think you can't get better role models down in cork on the sports side and in the car Camogie team Absolutely. what they've done is 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 astounding and it should be it should be celebrated and we're, we're simply we're simply honored to be part of you know the, the the work going to celebrate what uh, uh, Marion and all the team does on the Carcamogi side. It's funny, Marion, as well, because we we've seen a bit of a shift, haven't we, in support of female sport? Um, I've been changing codes even in the last few weeks, watching the uh, the World Cup on television. The fact that it was there, Kamoki games are being given more prominence now, as is ladies football. I mean, there is a lot more to inspire young girls to get involved in the sport. Certainly, the profile has been very much raised in the in the recent years, I suppose. And from a media coverage perspective, that has happened as well. Like the All-Ireland Camogie finals, both the intermediate and senior are televised. I think you'll see more coverage on the newspapers and social media, everything really. So it certainly has improved. And I think that's only right because I think the girls have proved they can just do what the men can do. They're fantastic athletes. Well, they, can I point out they're a little bit better than doing it than what the men do? I just didn't want to say it out loud. Yeah. No, they're fantastic athletes. They put in the same effort and um, they give the same commitment. So I think it's only right that they're acknowledged for what they achieve. So uh, no predictions about how it's going to go this year. But we have a very strong squad again. And, and there's youth coming into the team as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. I suppose Paddy Murray, in fairness, has been a very successful manager. He's been with us for the past six years and he has had fantastic success and that's one of the things he does. He introduces new players all the time just to make sure that the success will continue. Um, we are at the top of the roll of honour at the minute. We have 28 All-Ireland Senior titles. This year we're going for three in a row. Not easy to achieve. The last time we achieved that actually was back in the 70s when we won four in a row. So we have won two in a row but it has been difficult to, to get the three in a row. But thankfully a lot of the older girls have stayed on this year. You have a fantastic captain in Jim O'Connor, the likes of Orla Cotter, Breach, Cockery, Eva Murray. They've all been um, part of our successful teams for the past number of years. And I'm sure they're not going to leave any stone unturned to ensure we Absolutely. bring the O'Duffy Cup back to Cork Indeed, again this year. And uh, festooned in their Black Bee gear. David, just to finish up with you, Black Bee, it's a real success story. You're in your new offices there, uh, down opposite the Custom House. Yeah. Uh, how many staff have you got working with you now? Yeah, we have 35 staff at the moment and uh, we're forecast to double that. Uh, in the next 12 to 18 months so really looking forward to that um looking forward to engaging a lot more in the in the local cork community down here and um i think you know the step we took with uh marion and the cork camogies is is probably you know a statement of intent for from from us uh in terms of it is listen it is an honor jonathan for us to be associated with the cork camogie team 
let's say it's our honor to be associated with them and we're very we're very clear on that and going forward we look forward to sponsoring a lot more you know Cork activities, particularly in the sport and art uh, sectors. Well, we wish you both tremendous success, uh, both Cork, Mogi and Blackbee Investments. Uh, but for now, David O'Shea and Marion McCarthy, thank you very much for joining us on Red Business. My thanks to all of my guests and to you for listening. Don't forget, all episodes of Red Business are available for download from redextra.ie. Leah Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one. The only show in town for Cork business, Red Business.